Thanks for tuning in to Power Up, a podcast presented by Girls Rock Des Moines. You don't decide when I will fight. You don't decide and make up human rights. I hope you know I will give it my all until narcissistic people. Do it together once, and then we will record it the second time. So the first one is Girls Rock Podcast. All right, second time. Are we all ready? Be loud. We only have one room mic. One, two, three. Girls Rock Podcast. Is this okay? Where we're at? Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, and you can still hear me. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Bikini Kill. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Does anyone know anything about Bikini Kill before we start? Yeah. That's true. That's true, they are. Cool. Anyone else? Yeah, Miles. Uh, they want to encourage uplift female voices who have music. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Sweet. Next slide. <laughs> so, Bikini Kill are an American punk rock band from Olympia, Washington, which is like way up between Seattle. Well, it's closer to Seattle than it is to Portland. Um, and it was formed in 1990. It is made up of Kathleen Hanna, who is in the center of that photo on the top, um, Toby Vale, who is on the left, Kathy Wilcox on the right, and Billy Karen, who you can kind of see in the background. <laughs> cool. Um, they're one of the founding bands of the Riot Girl and feminist punk movements. Has anyone heard of Riot Girl? Can I get a hands? We'll talk about Rebel Girl, but Riot Girl is something different. Thank you, though. Cool. It's time. Video one. Okay, something to keep in mind for the vocalist. Do you see how much she projects? Do you see how much like animation she has like at all times? Uh-huh. Something to keep in mind. The slight slander. Huh? The slight slander. <laughs> yeah, it makes it more exciting when your front person or your singer is like, cool. Anyway, so Riot Girl. Riot Girl is a feminist punk movement that was created in response. Ooh, am I? Too fast? No, keep on that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about punk rock in the 80s and the 90s. It was loud. It was fast. 
It was aggressive, sometimes aggressive good as for sound, sometimes aggressive bad as in men kind of got very aggressive at the shows. Um, it was often really hostile to women, both in the lyrics that they sang and in the show environments. So um, is everyone familiar with what a mosh pit is? Awesome. Um, sometimes, yes. So I know uh, Penny Peach Jr. on her first day mentioned mosh pits and how exciting they are. They can be really cool, but that is with an understanding that everyone in the room is going to respect people's space and is going to respect their body, right? So if someone like falls over, it is a mosh pit's responsibility to pick them back up. And that's pretty good now, especially in the punk scene. In the 80s and 90s, not quite so much because it was a very man, cis male dominated space. And it meant that a lot of women and trans folk who tried to go got hurt. And the men were like, oh, okay, yeah, you're at a punk show, so that's gonna happen. Like, go to the back if you have a problem, right? So it was not a very welcoming space. Um, and it was, it, was, it was quite hostile, to be real honest. Um, there is a joke in the Pacific Northwest scene that they're from that the women in shows were referred to as coat hangers because they sat at the back and held the men's jackets. That is a thing that was a joke. Be like, oh, you brought your girlfriend? Cool, you, you brought the coat hanger, right? That's not cool. That's not fun. That's not a welcoming space. Fun fact, there actually is a band called the Coat Hangers because of that joke. They called themselves the Coat Hangers, which is nice. Um, okay, so Riot Girl was, yes, was made, thank you. Uh, Riot Girl was made in response to this kind of atmosphere that they were used to experiencing. Um, it was a feminist punk movement that was created in response to the lack of presence of women in punk scenes and the feelings of unsafety that they had at those shows. They were like, punk music is something that I really like, I really enjoy, I like the kind of music, I like the atmosphere, but I also like feeling safe and that I'm not gonna get hurt or be treated like I shouldn't be there, right? Cool, so the movement was really confrontational, but it was also really funny. It was a lot of like, saying shocking things, like punks used to saying like things that wouldn't be said otherwise, or some people would be like, whoa. So it's very confrontational, but it also had a lot of like humor to it. And it was also really supportive, um, at least in its ethos, that's what it tried to be, is really supportive of women, queer, and trans folk that were interested in punk rock and generally in feminism. So. It traveled globally through zines. Everyone knows what a zine is, because I told you about them. This is, this is where it comes back. Um, and so people would write a lot of zines about specifically like, hey, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and the punk scene is all men, and I'm gonna start a punk band, and here's my experiences here. And then it would move itself, you know, the zine would travel through the postal system to Olympia, Washington, and they'd be like, oh cool, so there's more Riot Girls in Omaha. And it just kind of traveled back and forth and built like a pretty global community. There were sections in France, there were sections in the UK, right? So that's how they began forming a community. 
So today you might, you know, follow people on Instagram or on Twitter, and that's how you might, like, spread a movement information. But they did it the old-fashioned way by sending people their art through the postal system, which I think is really cool. So, yeah, Bikini Kill was formed because of this community, and it was built through the Riot Girl zines. So two of the founding members, Kathleen Hanna and Toby Vale, were two of the people who started making those kind of like Riot Girl zines, and they found each other through the art and through the you know physical art of making zines, and they were like, hey, we both live in Olympia. We both go to Evergreen State. Do you want to start a punk band? And they were like, heck yeah. So that's how they got founded, was through like getting to know each other kind of like pen pals, which I think is pretty cool. Okay, next slide. Bikini Kill was quite short-lived in the sense that they spent a lot of time together going through a lot of harsh treatment by the media, by the scenes around them. Something that was like really common at shows were for men to just like start yelling and come up on stage and tell them to get off. And so Kathleen had to get really, and everyone in the band had to get really good at telling them to leave <laughs> and pushing, you know, or sometimes pushing the men off their space because this is a space that was meant to not be controlled by men. And so it was a lot of pressure and it was also a lot of, um, it was exhausting, right? Imagine like going on tour and every night you have to be confrontational with a group of men telling you to get off the stage. It's a lot to deal with. And so it was short-lived because they spent a lot of time together in really hard spaces. Um, so it existed for about seven years and then they did reunite for reunion shows in 2017 and 2019. And I think they do have a tour scheduled for next year as well. So they do still play shows, um, but it took a long gap of um, kind of doing other things for them to realize, hey, maybe we should bring this back for a little bit. So Toby, Bill, after Bikini Kill, Toby, Billy, and Kathy uh, formed the Frumpies. So they played in another like punk band in Olympia and in Portland and Seattle. Um, and they also played in a lot of other rock bands um, doing various stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Kathleen formed the electronic punk band La Tigra. Has anyone heard of La Tigra? Yeah, La Tigra is really cool. We're going to listen to some La Tigra in a minute. Um, and that was formed with another zine writer who made a lot of Riot Girl zines, uh, Joanna Fateman and non-binary visual artist and synth player J.D. Sampson. J.D. Sampson um, uses she, her pronouns. Um, she was a visual artist who did like slides for bands. So would do like the art that's kind of like playing behind them sometimes. And you have like, like electronic bands, they'd have art behind them. And also was a roadie. And then eventually Joanna and Kathleen were like, hey, you have a really good stage energy. Do you want to just play synth on stage? And so that's kind of how that happened. Um, and the band also by Bikini Kill and also La Tigra, paved the way for a lot of women and transgender musicians in punk. So we have Skinny Girl Diet with the blue background, which is an awesome band that is quite recent that I highly recommend. We have Twomp Sacks on the top, um, founded by a trans woman who is also like a professional skateboarder. She's awesome, her name's Cher. Highly recommend. Um, we have Destroy Boys in the middle there. 
I know some of y'all listen to Destroy Boys. And then we have Faya on the bottom. Does anyone else have any questions before we do cool, fun dancing time? So uh, <laughs> I know it's early, and I know it's hard to like pick the energy up, but I think we're going to listen to La Tigre, which is an electronic punk band that is very upbeat, and we're going to have a dance party. So everyone, stand up. Stand up. Yes. stand up. I know it's I know it's early, but at least stand to give me like a little boogie. I support your ability to give me a little boogie at 8:30 in the morning. All right, is everyone ready? don't like totally tire yourself out <laughs> but it's cool we had a dance party thank you for all participating I appreciate it I hope everyone's a little more awake now <sighs> okay so the last thing I want to leave you with is some riot girl style mantras Um, I want to leave you some Riot Girl style mantras that was kind of like the basis of some of the bikini kill zines. Does anyone want to read a couple of these? Read the first three for me. Go ahead. Loud. Burn down the walls that say you can't. Be a dork. Tell your friends that you love them. Recognize empathy and vulnerability on positive the positive forms of strength thank you the other one that they missed was resist the temptation to view those around you as objects and use them oh i didn't see the little bitty one you rock does anyone want to read the next three there is about to be a little bit of a curse word i bet y'all can handle it Go for it. Cry in public. Right? Resist the internalization. It's like right up. 
I'm learning it's hard to read. So I'm going to read it one more time just so we can all get it. Resist the internalization of capitalism, the reducing of people and oneself to commodities that are meant to be consumed. Whoa. Does anyone want to like break that down for me real quick? Anyone know what that means? Anyone make a guess at what that means? Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. So for the resist of the internalization of capitalism, um, capitalism was built around for other people to fail. And so, like, just resisting the, um, I don't know how to explain it, really. No, like, you did good. Yeah. Mar, do you want to read the next three? the idea of competition, winning and losing, fits into your intimate relationships. Does anyone want to take a stab at what that means? Not a stab, that's violent. Does anyone want to take a gander at what that might mean? Thank you. And I will read the last two. Thank you, Mar. Can I get some snaps for Mar? Since it's hard to read. <laughs> all right. Decide that you would rather be happy than be right all the time. Believe people when they tell you that they are in painting, are hurting or are in pain. And the last thing is to trust. Cool. So keep those in mind today. I think they're really cool. And I think there's something that like maybe each of you find one that especially speaks to you and keep it in mind for the day. Anyone want to share which one they're going to keep in mind to practice today? For me, it's going to be recognize empathy and vulnerability as positive forms of strength. Sometimes I'm vulnerable, sometimes I get emotional, and that's a strength, not a weakness. Yeah. I think mine's gonna be, um, be a dork, tell your friends you love them. Yes. Yeah. Because it's important that they know that you care. I love you too. Pluto. Um, burn down the walls that say you can't, because definitely I limit myself. I'm gonna get over that. Yeah. 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 Cat, give me one. Lots of vowels down the side. Nice. 
on the same page. Okay, cool. That's it for me. Thank you all for listening. I hope you learned something. Girls Rock Des Moines is a nonprofit based in Des Moines, Iowa. We offer year-round programming, but we rely on community support to make it happen. You can visit our website, girlsrockdsm.org, to learn about us and support our mission. This podcast is part of our digital creation amplification project, which was funded in part by the Iowa Arts Council's Virtual Arts Experience Grant. This podcast was also made possible in part by a grant from the Variety Club of Iowa. These episodes were recorded by various volunteers at our 2021 summer camp and are being edited and produced by Savannah Lane. The music for this podcast is the song Ladylike by Power of Us from our 2019 summer camp.